in November 2019, that date transformed my life drastically. I said enough, and I said it from my deep heart. Enough living a life based on others' opinions. Their decisions and their opinions will never change my destiny. Our destiny is determined by our mind and our attitude. I realized that every one of us has unlimited potential inside. And this unlimited potential becomes available only when we demand it. We are the only ones who determine the quality of our life. Nobody else. That's why I founded Unleash. I interview global CEOs, entrepreneurs, and coaches all over the world to inspire and touch people by their stories and their experience. Because one story changed my life totally. And I believe also one story from our podcast can change yours as well. My mission is unleashing the human greatness to its utmost potential. Stay tuned every Friday with Unleash with Ahmed Khaled's podcast. A new inspiring story that will change the quality of your life. Hey, 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 good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all the beautiful people who are watching us right now on LinkedIn. Welcome to episode number 16 for Unleash with Ahmed Khaled. In case if it's the first time for you uh, that you tune in uh, in this live, then let me tell you the mission of Unleash. And our mission for Unleash is uplifting human greatness to its utmost potential. And uh, let me seize this moment to ask you the same question that I ask it every time. Can you please let me know where are you tuning in from in the comment right now? And let me express all the gratitude and all um, kind of good things and good feeling that I really feel it uh, for you all. And because of your great messages on LinkedIn, your positive, uh, positive messages pull me always to keep moving and inspire more people towards their way of greatness. Because uh, I believe in sharing. Sharing maybe one word, one story, one conversation can open the light of the screen in your consciousness for the better life. And today's topic is very unique. And our also special guest is very specialized in this topic. A topic that... I would say everyone is trying to avoid uh, because everyone is trying to be perfect. Everyone is trying to show the best side of our of themselves. Uh, this topic is vulnerability. Many people see vulnerability as weaknesses. They say it shows that we are imperfect. It reveals that we are insecure creature. But is it the reality? This is what are we going to do and to know today. Uh, 
question also came into into the mind is it power is it vulnerability is power or weakness when you show you uh, when you show your authentic self and uh, uh, you show the real self to the whole world is it power or is it weakness and our unique guest today all of his experience is around this topic he is a business consultant and executive coach he has over 25 years of business leadership and business culture change. He coaches um, uh, consult and consult executives and leaders uh, on improving relationship through vulnerability and growing their vulnerable mindset. Let me welcome with you, Mr. Carl Schoen. Great to see you, brother. <laughs> Great to see you as well, my friend. How are you today, man? Everything is good. Uh, I'm, I'm really, let me... Um, Firstly, uh, express all the gratitude, and I'm so keen today about our unique topic because maybe maybe not too much people are uh, into that topic today. So I believe that you have a big mission uh, to be <laughs> to be revealed today. So great to have you today in the show, uh, Carl. Thank you man, so much. It's great to be here, man. I am definitely a fan of you as well as we've talked before man and i love what you're doing i love the power of unleash man it's just something about the title <laughs> of that that just gives you know they just it's spark it's a spark when you say you're unleashing something the meaning of that is just awesome where you can just know that something's great is coming out of that and when i hear unleashed man i was like all right we're ready to go now let the tiger out the cage i'm ready to roll man <laughs> it's a pleasure carl let us just go with our uh, beautiful audience yes we are having uh amr our brother amr al-hal he's saying hey man great to see you Thank amr you. today our friend also uh Maroon, uh, he's from Tunisia. Thank you for being uh, for tuning in today. Also, our friend Amr, he's from Egypt, Egypt. Our, our beautiful friend. And we have uh, Tondi below. Good evening. He's saying good evening, my dear brother. You are once again from Nigeria. Great to see you, brother. Thank you so much. Our friend for sure, three. Hey, Jeez. Ahmed. Yes. <laughs> Great to see you. Thank you so much. Have also uh, Abdullah Tariq uh, from Saudi. Great oh, to see you. Thank you so much. I'm not sure there is a LinkedIn user. As usual, there is a technical problem <laughs> when it comes <laughs> to that. But thank you so much for tuning in. I will understand after the episode who was that. Thank you so much. Uh, again, our French Ray, she's saying I'm excited for both of you. And Karjom, yes. thank you so much. So before we jump into our main topic, uh, Mr. Carl, uh, I, I always uh, I believe every one of us has a unique story. Every one of us has a unique story. And uh, I'm so curious to understand what was the reason for you to do what you're doing today for, for this topic? For this, vulnerability was something that really kind of came on me at, 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 a, at a young age. And I don't know if it was just... The, the, the how I grew up and the circumstances I was in, just a little bit of my story. I was um, I was molested as a child, and that molestation turned into alcohol addiction, and then the alcohol addiction just pretty much turned into depression. You know, those kind of things go hand in hand when you're when you're in those kind of bouts. You know, they they go hand in hand. And I was um, 
I went away to the military. I never talked to anybody about any of this. And I held it all through my childhood. And they had different spurts of like anger and those kind of things. But, you know, a lot of times when you're not talking about those things or people haven't diagnosed you or there's no issues or people, you know, not not being aware of what's going on. You're just like, oh, he's a little bad kid. You know, you get those like titles. And that was what how I was. I was kind of like called mischievous. Uh, it seems like I was always angry, those kind of things. And, and adults will brush that off. And uh, when I graduated from high school, I went to the military and I said, I didn't, I wanted to leave from where a lot of pain and hurt was when that's is when I was growing up. And I said, well, if I go to the military and I go out and they send me somewhere way out and I can kind of deal with that. And I went as a 19 year old, I joined the military, the army and um, my duty station was Germany. Now here I am a kid that grew up in the city of Chicago, you know, on the rough streets and kind of like had never been out the neighborhood, you know, and here I was in a whole nother country, uh, not really knowing how to be, be uh, not really, you know, living the life like I need to, not in tune with a lot of things, angry about a lot of things. It was kind of a bad mix. And, I, and of course, in the Army, this was in the 80s, and uh, they let you do all what you want to do because you was a soldier. So, I mean, back, you know, in those times, being a soldier was like pretty good. You know, it's not so much how the U.S. is really looked at today. Back then, it was like, oh, he's a soldier, he's a soldier, give him this. So I, I that just fueled it. I just drank more, got more mm -hmm. depressed. I became what they call a functional alcoholic, and and I thought I could just do it, man. And we went on a training mission out, and um, I was in Stuttgart, Germany, and while flicking, and we went out there, and we was on training maneuvers. I was an M1 tanker, and um, we slept in the sleeping bags on the tank, and they gave us a 45. That was our sidearm. That was our our military issue gun. And mm -hmm. uh, I just sat on that tank, man, and I looked in the sky and, and, and the moon was about as bright as the sun. And I just was so depressed and so much pain and so hurting. And I said, you know, it'd probably be better if I just ended. I don't have to worry about the pain. I don't have to worry about my mom and I don't have to worry about, you know, no one's had to worry about me. I'm an issue. And a lot of times depressions get you to this point. Mm -hmm. And it gets you to that. And I sat there and I took the clip out the gun, put one bullet in the chamber, and I said, I'm going to play Russian roulette. Uh, I shot the gun three times. I pulled the trigger. Each time it snapped as mm -hmm. if it was to go off. But of course, I'm here with you now, so it didn't go off. The third time that I did that, I got so angry and I said, I can't even kill myself right like, this is just a culmination of everything coming down. And I said, I can't even kill myself right. So I take the take the uh, gun out, and I, I pull the thing, and the bullet's just sitting right in there. It just didn't fire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I looked up at the sky, and I don't know, you come to God moment or, you know, however you want to phrase it. I looked up at the sky, and in that deep, dark night out there in that field, man, where there was no lights, no normal, no normal lighting, the moon was our light. It got as bright as daylight outside. And I didn't hear any noise and it wasn't no voices and none of those kind of things. But it was just one of those epiphany moments that kind of like became an awakening for me. And from that point on, um, we went back in, we had training and I didn't do the same things. I, 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 people were coming and, yo, let's go party me back in, you know, let's go. I didn't <laughs> want to party. I don't want something to happen out there and I couldn't mm -hmm. explain it.
-hmm. And it just put me in a place of saying that I know my life has a purpose. And fast forward, you know, from that point on, I came and I started dealing with this vulnerability. I said, what if people would actually talk about and deal with the things that they hold internal? What if they had avenues that people wouldn't use that against them and hurt them? And I say, you know what it is? It's our superpower. If we deal with it, no one can hurt us with it. And that's how and that's who I am. That's how I get to where I am now. It's it's our superpower. And once we realize that, we'll realize how strong we are as people. It's a very inspiring story, and I believe that uh, maybe uh, you tried many times to commit it, uh, I would say, but yes. it, it, it's not there because to be today in this episode and inspire people for vulnerability and how to be them themselves, that's why. Uh, the first question that came into my mind, what is vulnerability, the definition of vulnerability from your point of view from and from your experience, Carl? From my experience, I was like everybody else. I, I'm not saying I was any different, but I had my mindset changed on that night. And in that, the narrative changed to me what that really meant, because we took on this connotation of what Miriam Webster says about it in a dictionary. And it's about harming us emotionally, physically. It's about doing us harm. And I thought about yeah. it. I was on that tank that night and nobody was doing me harm. I, I, I mean, I was just there. I was in a state of, and I said to myself, vulnerability is a state. And in all states in your mind, you can change how you think about those states. And that's why I got yeah. to the part of like vulnerability is superpower, because what I said was, it's sort of like skeletons in the closet, if I could say that where people could understand. When you have a secret in the closet, it takes a lot of work to hide that secret. <laughs> it takes a lot of things to hide that secret. But once you tell someone that secret, you feel lifted. It's no burden any longer. And that's what vulnerability became to me. I made it so that I would tell you the things that hurt me or the things that have hurt me. And now you don't have that power. So that's why I try to get people to understand. That's what I get in coaching people and counseling people, clients. I try to teach them that sometimes if you be the first one, to admit or you be the first one to submit then you will see the empowerment that comes from that and that's what i think about vulnerability that became yeah. my definition i like the definition that you have it's very easy and simple to the point that's why i like what you said it's vulnerability it's a state of mind mm -hmm. and most people they think that vulnerability it's something that it's very very it's like weakness and I believe it's powerful because when you show the authentic yourself and the true yourself, true self, uh, and you're not hiding, as you said, secrets or anything or any pains, rejections, defeats, and you're sharing it from your heart, from your experience, just to inspire people to tell them about your journey, just to connect. And I think this this kind of uh, 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 sharing, it, you, it's, it's the highest state of emotional connection with your people because it's I believe it's sympathetic state of mind because I give you an example when uh, most of us has this story in their, their life when you have I would say a manager or a higher level in, in a company or whatever someone maybe you have a border with with them and they start to share one time they decided to share uh, one of their stories about their difficulties and their challenges they they crash something inside you 
and you start to be connected with them emotionally at a higher level. And you want to be more, you want to share with them more and more and more. So yes. there is no point just to, uh, to to hide something, I would say, because again, I would say vulnerability, it's, it's power because you don't have anything to be ashamed of. You are free. You're telling the truth about yourself and you are killing all kinds of perfections because we are human at the end of the day. We, are, we will never be perfect. So I, I would ask our lovely audience, please, our uh, Mr. Carl today, he has a great experience in vulnerability, whether it's in life, whether it's in business. Please feel, feel free to ask him and I will jump uh, into questions quickly due to our uh, constraint time. I think that there is, we have now the first question. I will jump into it. So our friend Debian, he's asking, mind shift uh, is vulnerability. Is it it? Isn't it or? Yes, my, the mind shift, and, and this is the, the most powerful thing in, and to talk about it. Your mind is a very powerful tool and it's actually, you're only using, I know people have said numbers and, and, and different, you're only using about 30% of it. it's a muscle, just like every other muscle you use. So when it's not being used, it's stagnated. It's to a sense of, if you can take your mind and think about things differently, you can actually shift how things are and you say, okay, well, I'm not into magic. I'm not into all of that. No, there's always two sides to everything and that's how the universe works. So when you look at your thinking, it's a mindset. When you have a positive mindset, and just just bear it out if you don't if you don't believe me. When you have a positive mindset, you take things and you go at things differently. Your mind thinking about what's in front of you is totally different. That's a mindset. Now, does it does it change what you have to face? Does it change the adversity, the obstacles? No, it doesn't physically remove them, but what it does is put you in a place that you're better to go about doing them. So now if I got a mindset that I wake up on a Monday and I said, today is gonna be a great day, my mindset has already cultivated the rest of my senses that regardless of what happened, we're gonna make this a better day. And that's how vulnerability is. Vulnerability is nothing but really fear. And that's the fear, which is a mindset that you have of someone being able to penetrate a wall that you built Mm -hmm. and a fortress that you put yourself in so that you feel secure. And all of that is still in the mind. It is games in the mind and it won't never change from that. But once you release that, then you can see the power you have. God, I tell my clients when I'm talking to them, strategically and intentionally, when you use vulnerability, it is a power. You can bring people to you. You can bring loyalty and all these things that we seek out in leaders. When they're vulnerable, there's an attachment. Uh, I'm not saying it earlier. There's an attachment that me showing you some things about me that's not 100%, then I can be authentic. You have all of these people that cry authentic. I mean, and I get on this all the time. It's not a soapbox at the moment, but I like to be honest with people. You can't be authentic with someone if you're not vulnerable. They don't match. Yes. Yeah. And you can't be because vulnerable is your true self. Let's see. So this is what we have to understand. So in order for me to have my true self, I have to be vulnerable. That don't mean I have to wear it on the sleeve as a badge. But what it tells me is that when I come across something that is not in my realm, not in my domain, not nothing that I'm in charge of, it's okay to not know. It's okay to not understand. It's okay to delegate. It's okay to tell people, I don't know this. You know, and that's what makes it a mindset shift. Yeah. 
Love I the hope I answered that good. I believe it's a very powerful statement, uh, Carl. So, Debian, if you want to have anything else, please uh, re-ask it on, in the comment itself and we will jump. Thank you so much, Carl. The second question from our friend uh, Shri. She's asking, we are human, huh? <laughs> you mean we are not superheroes? I think she, she was asking the same question, that uh, the statement that I, uh, I stated before. But let, 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 let you firstly answer it, and then I will add into it. Yes, we, we are human, and this is what we fail to realize. We try to put ourselves, and a lot of times when you look at people, we live life for others. This is a real no-no. This is, you are enough, and, and, I, and I say that a lot when I post, and I say that a lot, because you have the potential to be anybody that you want to be. Yes, there's colors. Yes, there's minorities. Yes, there are all of those things, and I call them challenges. Because at some point in time, the merit of what you do, who you are as a person, the things that you accomplish are you. So, yes, you are human and you're not a super, you're not a superhero. Anything that you do, anything that you, anywhere that you go, the people you come in contact with, they put all of these on you as onuses, as their obligations because of what they want. But you as a person, yes, you are human and you're entitled to failures, which we all have, whether we admit them or not. You entitled to blunders. Uh, I, I, I tell you one, I got, I did a website. I've done three websites, jacked them all up. So eventually I said, I can't do this. Now I have a person done my website. It's it's just as simple as that. We have to move on past that. Yeah. Uh, something also here that to add, uh, uh, we are, yes, we are human and we all do mistakes and we will keep doing mistakes. But at the end of the day, why you're doing it? And one of the reasons that I, I, I would say it here, I love today, seriously, I love all difficulties that I'm facing. Uh, I love all the defeats that maybe I go with it. I love all the mistakes that I'm doing it because I'm learning from it. And the reason that I'm learning uh, of these mistakes because I want to share it. And I, sh I want to share it with people in a vulnerable way. Because at this moment, you are connecting too much at a higher level emotionally with people. Even with my posts on LinkedIn, I try to be more vulnerable because, again, sometimes vulnerability, it will open something in your mind. And people, when they, they read that, you're connecting with them emotionally to a, to a level that maybe they see something that they, they never see from your even talks or from your even posts, from your words itself. That's why today... I don't see uh, uh, failures or I don't see that difficulties or pains that I have I, I, gone through it. It's, it's something that I should be ashamed of. It's, it's something actually that I put and document and reflect on it because I want after that, when I pass this, I want to share it with people because I want to inspire them towards the way of their greatness. We will never be superhero. Everyone is hero in his own way or her own way. But still, we will be human, we will be doing mistakes, we will face some difficulties, we will face some defeats, and we need to admit this. This is humanity. This is what I want to say. Absolutely. So and that's that's the key of it. You said something there that I have to I have to drop on. That what gives us power. When we clam up, when we don't embrace who we really are, someone's waiting on that. Someone's watching you. Someone needs that. And you say, okay, well, am I my brother's keepers? Yes, we all are. That's a part of humanity. That is what it's about. We grow as we share. As we share, we yeah. become connected. And as we become connected, we become humanity. So when you think about that, look how powerful that is. 
when you're able to share something that you're dealing with, that unlocks it in someone else, gives them the courage to say, oh, you know what? He's like that. I can do it, too. That's why it's vulnerability is power. That's the, that's the very power. powerful. Yeah, yes. very powerful. I think we have a very interesting question from our brother, Osama. <laughs> so he's asking, how can I be like an awesome leader like you, my brother, Carl? So you have to answer this question. Yo, you're on the way, man. You're on the way, man. Much respect to you, man. I appreciate I appreciate you, man. And the things that you do, you are awesome. Man. Keep it's going. amazing. Keep doing it, man. You're 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 touching lives, and that's what really is all of this is about. Just touching lives. I want someone to say, and I use this post and I say this post. I want someone to look at me and and I want to inspire people so much that when they look at me, the first thing they think about is not giving up. I don't want to get I I, that's what my life that's what I want my life to be. Someone to look at me and be not an example for a rich or not to be a role model or not to be this guy that someone prays. I just want somebody to say, "Yo, man, Carl did that. I can do it too." That's why I that's why I live the way that I live, man. And and you're awesome, man. You're awesome leader. You're awesome leader in your structure. You're awesome leader on this on this platform, man. Yeah, just keep doing your work, man. Just keep doing your work, sir. Osama, Osama is an amazing person, and he inspires uh, thousands of people by his. Yes, yes, he does. Yeah, and he's positive, contagious energy. Oh man, yeah. that energy. He's great, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Great to have you today, Osama. Thank you so much for being here and for your valuable time. I think I will jump into the, the next question. We have our friend Shri also. She's asking, Carl Schoen, what are ways we can embrace our vulnerability? It's interesting. Uh, I think get, get comfortable in your uncomfortability. That's how it is. Whatever you're uncomfortable in, start doing because whatever you're uncomfortable in is probably linked to your vulnerable spot. It's probably an area where you don't want anyone to know about. It's probably a place in you that you've hidden from others that you don't want them to understand about you. It's sometimes it's getting close to people, embracing the hurt. If we can embrace the hurt, we embrace the vulnerability. These are some of the ways that we can. Forgiving is another way of embracing vulnerability. I'm just thinking of that as I'm talking. Uh, there are so many ways that we can, but the, the ideal way that I tell people and I tell clients and I share with everyone, get comfortable being uncomfortable. If anything makes you uncomfortable, it's linked to vulnerability because it's a reason why you don't like doing it. And that reason is normally because you don't want anybody to find out that you don't know how to do it or you don't want nobody to be that You don't want to be exposed to anyone who you feel may hurt you because you can't do it. So that's the biggest thing of those. Yeah, and I believe also that you have to love yourself. You have to love really yourself on that point because sometimes we come we come to a point that we forgive we forgive others, but we don't forgive ourselves. And I believe just to embrace our vulnerability, you have to give yourself a chance and just forgive yourself. That yeah. if, if you have some mistakes, because sometimes we are beating ourselves up to a point that. We are too harsh on ourselves. We are mm-hmm. too much on ourselves that we cannot be harsh in that that state of mind with others. So you have to understand that vulnerability, giving yourself a chance, and love yourself. Love being you, and don't be ashamed being someone else. 
because yes. I see I see many people that they try to isolate themselves from from the real selves because they are there they feel they they are insecure if they face or just show themselves with their difficulties and their their challenges. So give yourself a chance to be yourself, embrace it, and don't think too much that how people will perceive me. Just be yourself because I, I believe in one thing that people never believe in your success unless they see your struggles and we're yes. human we, are, we we face a lot of struggles in our life and we can share this with with people to inspire them if we yes. are being ourselves if we are authentic selves this is how we can in, embrace vulnerability yes so moving to the next question our friend debian he's asking is vulnerability based on self awareness Absolutely, absolutely, because that, that, that works with the term of being uncomfortable. When you're aware of things that's making you uncomfortable, it triggers the vulnerability in you. Because vulnerability is your protection, it's your protection mechanism. It's there to say, okay, all right, someone may hurt me. Someone may be trying to exploit me. Some may be, you know, whatever the cause or whatever the case may be. But your self-awareness of that allows you to say, okay, I'm not going to take that or it allows you and it prepares you to be prepared for that hurt because a lot of time vulnerability is not getting around the hurt. There are going to be those that are going to try to exploit you. There's going to be those that use the things against you to hurt you, uh, to be mean toward you, those kind of things. But what that self-awareness does is prepares you for that. So when you say you have something out there that you don't want anybody to know about being sitting in there and say, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to let people know, yo, I'm not the greatest speaker. So if I stutter or if I talk slow, if I don't communicate all that great, you guys know that, but I'm trying to get my point across. Okay, you've taken away all the laughter, all the side jokes about he's not talking good or his English is not great or can you hear that? You, you've taken all that away. So now you're on a platform of evenness. So you said, okay, I've set this out here. This is where I am. This is what I'm going to be. And self-awareness is definitely the key to that. If you can be self-aware, you can automatically just live in a mindset of saying, you know, I am who I am. I'm proud of mm -hmm. who I am. A lot of people ask me all the time, why are you so confident in who you are? I go back to that night on the tank <laughs> when I wasn't. <laughs> and I go and I come to this present time and I say, why wouldn't I be? Why wouldn't I be proud of who I am? Mm -hmm. Why would I be ashamed of it? I could be ashamed of deeds. Yes, I was a drunk at one time. I could be ashamed of that. You know what I mean? I, I drank all the time at work. I could be ashamed of that. But that's not me. I've come to a place of knowing me. So why would I be ashamed of me? Yeah. That's it, man. Thank you, Carl, for this lovely uh, answer. So I will jump into the next question we have here. Question from our friend, our friend Shaquille. Shaquille. He's asking, yes, does being vulnerable is again as open to get exploited? I'm going to answer you like Miriam Webster. Absolutely. But you know what? I'm going to answer you a little bit further than that, Shaquille. Go for it. Mm. Go for it. Whatever you feel, whatever you feel. That, and, and and this is what vulnerability does. Fear does. Fear drives vulnerability. I, I can't say that enough. And in fear, you will not accomplish the things of which you are capable of because you're scared. Uh, my dad used to tell me as a kid, he used to tell me as a kid, if you're scared, I'll get your dog. The thing about it, I never understood that. And, 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 and for the for years, I've heard it and people say it. 
what he was telling me was if you're so fearful of the things that are you, I'll get you a companion to watch over you. That's all that that's all that that was saying to me. Well, get a dog. If you get a dog, then you feel protected, right? That's what he was telling me. So, yes, you're going to be exploited. There are going to be things that people find out about you that are going to hurt. But your reaction to that gives them power. You mm. how you react to what someone knows about you is actually you releasing the power of that. And that's why I say it's a superpower, because when you turn it around, like I just made the example, turn it around and say, oh, man, Carl, man, you, you got a bald head. You ain't had no hair. Oh, yes, this is true. <laughs> I don't. It hasn't grew in 20 years. OK, mm. well, then you could go next. You could brush it off. Now, maybe it hurts you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to have hair. I want I wish it would grow, but it doesn't. So I just moved to the next level. And yes, Shaquille, if you can, if you can internalize that and you can get comfortable with the uncomfortable, if you mm -hmm. can, if you can do that and not worry about the exploitation, oftentimes you can get in front of the exploitation. If it's something that you're not comfortable in, talk about that, engage mm -hmm. in that and you'll become comfortable. Yeah. So let's, let's deviate a little bit from vulnerability in our life and i yes. want to bring the spotlight in business and uh, yes. yeah because i believe this is something very interesting and if we dig deep into corporation mm -hmm. uh, and i see it from uh, uh, i would say zoom out view that most leaders in their positions they try to avoid vulnerability they trying to show the best uh, i would say version of themselves inside the organization. They try to be very restricted and formal in their uh, things that, because I believe that they're afraid to be themselves. So is it important that corporation lean into vulnerability inside the organization? What's your message on that? Yes, and, and I'm glad that we went that way. It's, I often, I often ask, and when I talk to clients who's their businesses in they're trying to change that culture because that's what it is. A lot of times the, the culture and business are toxic. And that meaning that when you don't have a culture of inclusion, a lot of times we check the box on diversity. Yes, we have the hires. We have the, the, the minorities. We have we have we, we check the box on that. Uh, the inclusion part comes through the vulnerability, because now that you've made the hire of someone who's not of that crowd, now you have to work to include them. And that's where vulnerability comes in at. A lot of times we get the diversity and we put them together, diversity and inclusion, diversity and inclusion. Mm -hmm. I've been in corporations over 25 years. I have not seen the inclusion part. I have mm -hmm. not. Yes, they've been hires of minorities such as myself, women, Asians, all other nationalities. They, I've seen those hires by the, by the thousands, but I have mm -hmm. not saw them be included in the culture. And that's because a lot of times the culture is toxic. That being the case, it's on leadership to prove the vulnerability. A lot of times I've been in companies and I've spent eight, nine years at a company and we don't even talk about the company values, the company missions, the company vision statement. It may be on the wall. It may be in the policies. It may, but we don't, re, we don't reintroduce those. We don't bring those back. We don't strengthen the culture for the reason for why we even started the corporation. We don't bring those things out. So people, the, the new hires have lost it because the old ones are set in their ways. They're not willing to train. They're not willing to change. The new ones are coming on. They don't know what you started this business as. They don't know what the culture of your business is. 
And you have that divide. And this is where leadership have to come in. at. And in order for you to glue that, you have to be vulnerable. You have to go to the seasoned employee who's been there 40 years. And you have to let them know that this is a model of what we're bringing forward. And you know our culture. Let's get the young, the new hires in on this culture. And let's bridge the divide. And it takes leaders to do that. We have to be able to say, okay, this is not working. We mm -hmm. have to be able to stop pointing fingers at those that are under us. We have to say, okay, what can I do? This is what I always say. And it's on my page, LinkedIn page. How can I help? And this is what leaders have to say. And they have to be genuine in that thinking. Um, uh, they have to really be genuine. It can't be lip service anymore. We've come through a pandemic where people have empowered themselves. They've changed directions. They've started businesses. They've went to school. They've educated themselves. And they don't want to go back to where mm -hmm. things was. So you as a company, whether you be brick and mortar or online, you're going to have to figure it out to say, how can we ingratiate these people as ones that's going to build our brand and keep us going? And it starts definitely with leadership. Totally, totally. 100% I agree in what you're saying. And uh, I, I can imagine imagine if if the leaders, they are too much vulnerable and they're connecting too much about maybe their mistakes and they don't sh show anything about uh, maybe something wrong and they would argue on it that they are doing all everything in, in a perfect way. And I imagine that if we have a leaders that they embrace vulnerability, that they can go and admit that there is something about their life and about the business, some decisions that they took it in in a different maybe maybe it's not the optimized one, maybe it's not the best decision, and they speak about that. At this moment, people under them and people around them, they will have a full respect and the emotions connecting emotionally with them too much. Because I imagine that can you imagine if a leader comes to you and tell you that I have a problem in one, two, three, four, and I, I have some difficulties in that. You will connect emotionally because he came to you and you want to provide the maximum help as, as much as you can. So you're connecting too much in that. And I believe also vulnerability could be one of the reasons of uh, uh, giving too much innovations and innovating in the work workplace because you are not afraid from anything. You are not afraid just to try and fail and find something new. And this is, I believe, this this kind of culture that it's it's leveraging that the, the the organization even in their their uh, economical uh, uh, state, in their uh, financial statement, in their environmental statement, in, in their even social statement. When it comes to this culture inside the organization, that everyone is not afraid to try it. Everyone is vulnerable. That we are admitting our mistakes in the past and we are learning from it and we are giving all the best on that. At this moment, I believe that innovations and the, the, the organization will will go into the maximum innovative way uh, to their way in, 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 in greatness and even financially. That's why vulnerability it's a must. You have we have to embrace it even in the corporation and the workplace. Yeah. And we have to change and we have to change our mindset and our thinking of it. The gentleman that asked earlier. It is a mindset thing because it be, we become hinged in tradition and tradition oftentimes fails us because there's no learning in tradition. Tradition is just that someone decided to do it one particular way and they pass it on. Well, if it's not good, why continue pass it? That's mm -hmm. why I'm not a, I'm not a fan of tradition because yeah. tradition is just one person thinking and they're putting that thinking on the next person. And we've been good to do that. Generation, uh, general, uh, general, generations 
generations. Yes, we, we've done that. I can't talk now. We've done that for generations. We've passed that on. Uh, if it's just something as subtle as how we spend Christmas or how we grew up spending Christmas, now we're going to do that to our families as we get families. We've got to stop with the gen. We got to stop with the traditions of passing them on because some are good. Don't get me wrong. There's some things that you want to keep as an honor to that mm-hmm. whoever started or whoever began it. But when you're in business, business is about innovation. Businesses is about growth. Businesses is about next level. And for you to stay in that, I can't have Molly continue to be a 40 year employee with mm-hmm. a bad attitude. And I'm hiring new uh, I'm Silicon Valley kids. And there's bumping heads all the time. There has to be something with the leader say, okay, Molly, I'm going to have you be an ambassador to the company, not pushing Molly aside because she's been there 40 years because that's loyalty. Mm -hmm. But what we're going to say is we're going to be as a leader, I'm thinking, okay, to innovate and to bring back freshness to this organization, Molly, we're going to make you an ambassador because you understand we was here. You was here 40 years ago when I began this. So you get me. So what I'm going to do is have you be an ambassador for us. So when these young ones come on that has this technology, has this savvy, has this charisma, has this innovation and this spirit of growing the company, you're mm-hmm. going to be able to tell them what they're growing. Then that's yeah. where the vulnerability comes in because it comes to a point where Molly has to say, I am useful. I, I, it's something I can do. And then you got the young ones coming in and the, they're getting the inclusion now. Oh, this is what this company is about. Oh, I'm excited about that. Let me dive on in so I can help them grow. And see, that's what I meant by we don't we don't revisit the mission statements. We don't visit the vision statements. We don't envision none of those things or revisit those things and say, yo, this is why I'm doing this. And leaders have to do that. I can't yeah. come in as a fresh employee and I tell you about the vision statement, only what I've read on the website. But you've lived it. So you got to be the one that understand that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, great. Thank you, Carl, so much. Yeah. I will uh, move into the next question from mm-hmm. our friend Dipiani. He's asking yeah, right. In business, procrastination happens for avoiding vulnerability, ignoring negative feedback loops. Yes, absolutely. Point blank. It ain't no more than that. Procrastination is, it definitely happens. You know why it happens? Because when you're not invulnerable, when you're not being vulnerable with your people, uh, I'm said earlier, you lose the connection. So once the connection is lost, then the direction is lost. People don't know really where to go, what to do. There's no inspiration. There's no leading. There's no guidance. That's why you have a lot of companies that fail and they don't fail because of product and services. They fail because of cultures. They fail because of the people that they've allowed to stay in and be toxic to deter those that come in that want to be innovators. And this is what we fall to. And the procrastination falls on leadership to say, oh, I'm okay with that. Or they sit in their high office and, oh, that doesn't bother me because that's them down in the mailroom. No, that's not how it works. The leaders have to be more engaged. They have to be more active. And vulnerability is key. I'll give you an example and I'll move on. I talked to a client and owned a business. And mm-hmm. I, gave him this, I gave him this scenario as a story to God. And I said, you get out your bed in the morning, you come and you drive to work. On the way to work, you almost ran off the road. You, you know, you got road rage and all that. Now you're the owner of this company. You come in, you don't speak to the receptionist, you slam your office door. What is that created? And the guy looked at me, he's like, well, I just was like coming in to blow off some steams. This is the, this is the mindset that I was engaging. Mm-hmm. I said, two things happened there. First and foremost, you bought whatever you was going through to your business. 
Now everyone that saw you come through, did not speak to your receptionist, and you went in and slammed the door. A couple of things are taking place. Now you got a receptionist that's on eggshells because she don't really know how to deal with you in this matter. Now you have a company that's whispering to each other, so productivity has dropped off. What's wrong with it? What's wrong with it? What's wrong with what's and you know how we do we, we nosy so we got to know yeah what's going on so there there lies with just you coming in the way that you come in you've changed the whole structure of how your business is doing business i told them look at it this way come in that same that same scenario you come in you tell your receptionist or your secretary look give me a couple minutes i just had a rough ride to work i'm gonna go in the office take a deep breath then i'm gonna come back out you're going in now she's like looking at you like oh my god vulnerability it didn't take anything from you your name is still outside on the banner they didn't mm -hmm. take it down they didn't erase you from being the ceo <laughs> but what you did you empowered her to move forward and say okay if the boss could say he's having a bad day he need a couple minutes then i don't have to hide that if i have a, a boss i'm having a hard day then your employees they're looking at that and they're like oh man he, he thought enough of us to communicate that to us See how much different that made? And I gave him that example. He's like, wow, I never thought about that. I said, no, most most CEOs and leaders don't because they're caught up in this is my company. But who runs your company? The employees. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally agree on that point. So uh, I would ask you, how are you changing the narrative mindset about vulnerability? Uh, conversation, man. Conversation. <laughs> what we're having now, what we're having now, getting people to think differently. It is such a hard thing to get. What I found out is traditions are hard to change. And rightfully so. They're ingrained in our minds as things that are right, things that are correct. A lot of people mm -hmm. put that on traditions. It's got to be the right way to do it because grandma did it. Great grandma did it. No. Mm -hmm. What we have to do is be innovators in our own mind. And this is really what we've come into this age of with the pandemic. It has allowed us to think past what corporate says we should be. Now I can be an entrepreneur with a spirit of having freedom in my work. I can come in and I can work from home and we've shown it. We're working mm -hmm. from home. We're getting more work done. We're more productive. So you can't say we got to be in the office anymore to be done, to be productive. We're doing that at home. So now you go to the aspect of saying conversations have to be made. Ears have to be open. I have to change the narrative and me changing the narrative is changing the definition. And I have to change how you think about being vulnerable. And that's a conversation that you have to have repeatedly with whomever would like to hear, whomever don't want to hear. You got to have those conversations. When I first came on LinkedIn, um, I had a couple of people, my being in the legal field, I had a few people reach out to me in the DMs. It's like, you're going down a dangerous slope talking about vulnerability and in the legal field. And, and they, was, they call themselves giving me advice. Mm -hmm. And I said, I tell you what, I say I will feel so much better as being, as, as not being a closet attorney to, to be a vulnerable attorney that can be in touch with my client's needs. I said, that's the attorney that I would hire. So I mm -hmm. said that in that, so I started putting vulnerability down. I said, this is who I am. This is what I am. I'm going to stick with it. And this is what I'm going to continue to do. Whenever you see Carl Sean Watkins on the platform, that's what I'm going to be talking about. That's how I'm going to change the narrative. <laughs> Beautiful. So I, I will shift now the topic into yes. you. Into it's you. Amazing. I will take it now. Yeah, not, not vulnerability, but I will talk it's now. Into, yes, please. So what are you passionate about? I'm passionate about transforming 
Amen. A lot of people say they're transforming life. I'm, I'm passionate about transforming things involving me and others. And in that, I'm not saying that I'm trying to be this great, this great Dr. King or this great orator or the next Barack Obama. If that be the case, if somebody hear me in that, that's fine. But I want to see transformation. I want to see us live to potential. I want to see us in a harmonic set of being able to accomplish things side by side, not with division. And those things, if I can live that in my life and each and every person that comes across my path, hopefully someone retains that. Hopefully someone gets those values and hopefully someone moves forward in that. That's what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate for seeing people like you doing Unleash. I'm passionate to see. It's a joy to me to see someone transform from the thinking they had to the thinking they are. And that's what it is. That brings me joy. When I look at someone and I've been working with them and we started three months ago and they didn't want to do a post or they was ashamed about talking about things to where we are now where they're empowered, they're sharing and helping others. That's a transformation. And that's what I'm passionate about. That's why everyone, I believe that it's when you have a why, compelling why in, mm -hmm. in your life and you know what's the reason you know what's the reason of your life you will be able to do anything that's yes. why you will keep moving you will keep moving you will never stop because everyone sometimes we we have ups and downs and as i always say that life will never be a straight line no. but once one when you have downs in your life once you remind yourself with your why and the reason of your life you will be able to come back and yes. that's why I always find, try to find, I see it's it's not easy to find your purpose in life, but once you find your purpose in life, it puts you in your powerful place. You, yes. you will be someone else, totally, totally. It will yes. ignite your, your life. That's why it's, it's, it's something very essential. I love what you said. It's all about your purpose in life, your, your, your purpose in life transforming. It's something very, uh, I would say, noble when you see people... Uh, they transform because of you, because something yes. that you have provided. Uh, one word, one story, one experience, one conversation. That's why everything I believe in life, it's coming related to your why. Your why will keep you moving out. So uh, who inspired you along the journey? I have to say my mom. And, and I say that because she was relentless. She was relentless not only as... My dad died when I was young, so she had to raise us. She worked two jobs. She went to school. Like, I just never saw, and, I, and I'm sure there were times, uh, but she never showed us. And her, her grit, her determination, her drive, those were things that I caught at a young age. She didn't let stuff on, and, and believe me, we ate a lot of bread sandwiches when I was growing up. Uh, we had a bread sandwich or we had many sandwiches or whatever. It was a lot of times we didn't have the lunch meat. We just ate the bread together. And and and, and I, I thought about those days and how strong she was in, in opposition when things wasn't going our way or when bills was slow and, and lights was off sometimes. I mean, you know, those kind of things people are, are not quick to talk about. But those things made me. Those unseeing her go through with us not having electricity for a little bit, us, you know, the water got cut off and we had to, 
go buy water from the store today. And no, I'm not talking about 100 years ago. I'm talking about 30, 40 years ago. You know, so I'm talking about not that long ago where people have went through those kind of struggles. And when I saw my mom and what she went through and not always being the healthiest, but never giving up, never stopping, always moving, always going, always providing. I said, what less am I to be not than that? I, I can't be anything to that. So things come up in life now. I look at them. I say, "Woo, man, you got to be kidding me. I'm not letting that stop me. That's where the transforming come in. And like you were saying, that's what pushes me to say, okay, I know it's more in you because I had to find it out. So you are human. We're resolved. We're resilient people. All we have to do is be pushed to it. A lot of times we don't want to be pushed. We don't want to do the work. And, and I don't say this being lazy. Sometimes we're fearful of doing the work. We're fearful of the outcome. But man, once you get to that other side, oh my God, you'll never go back. You'll never be the same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I reconfirm what our friend Debiana is saying, inspiring, and uh, it's an inspiring story. So one thing that also came into my mind, how this uh, situation affects the way you think in life, how this, this helped you to be in, in what you're doing. I do believe that there is some major uh, factors uh, because because of this. Uh, that's why you're doing what you're doing. How this affected you and how, what was the major action in that? Uh, the major action besides the, the, my story that I said, the major thing was that I want to see things different. I mm. have children that is that is yeah. they're adults now and i and i want i want them not to say that i'm just the one that's going to make all this difference but i want them to see the difference in me so they carry it out in their lives and that's mm -hmm. what's important even when i'm on the platform even when i'm talking i'm interviewing people even when people see me there's a reason and a purpose that that is behind me that is my faith that is my strength i i can't do anything without that i give honor to them I give mm -hmm. honor to them. people say, well, you're not a preacher. You're not preaching. No, it's not that. It's a standard. It's mm -hmm. a way that I live. And it's what I want you to see in my life. I don't want you to see. Uh, yes. Are there negative things? Do I make wrong decisions? Am I not perfect? Absolutely. I, I, I plead to all of that. But what I do stand on is just making change. And I think we can one person at a time. It doesn't take a lot. We may not agree on everything, but we can change a lot of things. And that's really the purpose of why I do what I do. I want people to understand that you can make a change in your own life. If you don't do it, nobody else will. Yeah, inspiring as usual. And I'm shocked at the same time because, you know, the good time is always flying. Now yes, I, I'm shocked seriously that it's 52 minutes, you know? Yes, man. It don't seem like that long, man. We was doing good. Yeah, I don't feel the time because of the inspiring stories and your great values and your purposeful work that you're doing. One, you. the, the last question that I will ask you, Carl, mm -hmm. uh, in case of anybody that wants to have just your support uh, mm -hmm. in, in service of vulnerability, what yes. would be the best way and how, how you can help them? And if, if they want to connect with you, how you can help them about your uh power in vulnerability yes thank you uh you can reach me on my i always find me on linkedin that is my second home i patrol i patrol those linkedin halls all the time i'm always on people's shows and showing up you can you can dm me there and find out i offer uh strategy sessions 
And those are for individuals and groups and businesses. And what we do, we just talk about some of those things that you're really uncomfortable with. And I provide you a safe space for that. And everything that I do is confidential. So it's not like I talk to you and then I just go blast it in a post. What you talk to me about won't be shared. It's a confidentiality that I, I live on and that it's a decree of mine. And we talk about those things. And you can book an appointment. I have 30-minute uh, free sessions that we just talk. And see if I'm someone that you want to work with. See if I'm a coach that you think can lead and help you and develop those things that you were fearful of going forward. Check on me and see if I'm a consultant that wants to come into your business and restructure the culture, not change what you've already established, but enhance the way that we go about it, the administration of it, because sometimes that needs to be changed. And also you could have me for webinars. I do speaking, I do mentoring, the whole nine. So go to my website, carlshawnwalkins.com. You can book me there or you can DM me. And uh, I love Zooms. You guys want to hop on Zooms? <laughs> I, lo I love Zoom calls. I'm to tell you that we, we spent time on the Zooms. I love Zoom calls. Yeah, great, great to have you today. Thank As you I said that, you know, the best time that you don't feel it. And yes. uh, let me tell you and admit something that you are a great storyteller. This is what ah. I, I want to say. You're a great storyteller. That's why I don't feel the time with you. <laughs> and uh, I wish one day that, that we can meet. You are in USA yes. and yes. I'm in KSA. The only difference is you and K. So it's not a big deal. One day we yes. will be able to, <laughs> to catch ourselves. <laughs> so let me thank you so much for your uh, lovely time thank and you, uh, inspiring stories and your purposeful work. I really enjoyed that. And uh, let me also thank all our lovely audience uh, that yes. just for being Appreciate here today. And yes. I'm urging everyone, if you want anything, don't hesitate to come and connect directly with Mr. Carl Schoen at any time on LinkedIn. He will be able to provide you the full support. So Absolutely. thank you again for being here. Thank you, man. Hope thank you. Meet again. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, man. Until next time. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank everybody you. for coming. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.